welcome back everybody and thanks for tuning in. Um, I thought I'd talk about something I'm very familiar with and that's uh, supernatural and specifically uh, angels. Um, angels are one of those things that I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that about 90% of America believes in. Um, it's it's one of those subjects that uh, everybody can believe it happens, but um, they don't really know how to explain it. You know, um, they may be an atheist, or they may not be a strong believer in in God, but they can believe in angels. And so, with that being said, I'll start with my first story. Um, my brother was in his late teens, I want to say, maybe mid to late teens. Anyway, he shared this story with me when it happened, shortly after it happened. Now, you got to remember that was back before cell phones, so it wasn't like he could call me and tell me. But he had an old beat up uh, Dodge van, and. Um, it was always breaking down with him, and he always had problems with it. It was just an old beat-up car. Of course, we were poor. We didn't we didn't have much of anything anyway. A pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. But uh, it's no wonder his vehicle was old and wore out and raggedy. And you know, we're constantly putting a band-aid on that thing. It seemed like. And uh, at any rate, he said he was traveling outside of the little town we lived in on a two-lane road out uh, outside of town. And it broke down again, and he was, he had the hood up, so he was under the hood trying to fix this thing, and he said he heard a, a noise, he looked back behind his vehicle, and a, and, a, and a vehicle had pulled up, another vehicle had pulled up, and uh, it was two white guys, and my brother said one of them stayed in the vehicle, the other one came to his, in front of us van where it was broken down and the hood was up and he asked him he said what's going on he said well my brother said excuse me my brother said well there's uh, something wrong with it I don't really know what it is but I'm trying to figure it out it might be this it might be that he was trying to eliminate as many things as he could and the guy said well let me take a look at it I'm pretty good with cars and the guy was looking at it as he was looking at it he, he began to tell my brother about Jesus and about you know how much Jesus loved him and things like that and my brother you know he grew up in a home where Jesus was taught the Bible was taught we you know, we were made to go to church so Jesus was not a stranger to my brother but my brother didn't really embrace uh, the concept of Jesus probably as much as the rest of us did even though he still believed in Jesus um might say he was a uh, non-practicing Christian or cultural Christian I should say but um, he said the guy wasn't really preaching at him just kind of telling him stuff and my brother was like yeah yeah I know about Jesus and so he told my brother he said go give that a try see if it'll crank and sure enough it cranked right up and he said what'd you do to it and he said well it was this and that and I don't really remember exactly what he said it was but it was something real simple my brother said it just didn't make sense because, you know, he had learned to be quite the shade tree mechanic himself. And so whatever it was, it just didn't make sense that it'd only be that. 
And so my brother was just thankful that the van was cranked again. He could head home. So <clears throat> he was looking under there, trying to figure out what the guy had done. And my brother said, uh, he looked up to thank the guy and he was gone. And so he just assumed that he'd be getting in the vehicle that pulled up behind the van. And my brother, uh, at, at the time he said he was at the, at the hood of his van. And of course the hood was up, so he couldn't really see behind him. So he kind of peered out over the driver's side and looked down, sort of expecting to see that vehicle pulling away. And he was going to tell the guy, thanks, but he was just gone, just disappeared, completely gone. Now, my brother said that this was a straightaway that you could see on either side. And we, this was in Florida, so everything's pretty flat over here. Wasn't a curve. He said it was just straightaway, probably, you know, two or three miles on each side, it seemed like. And he said, I didn't see any indication, nothing of these guys. They were just gone. Now, you might say, well, maybe maybe they did go and they, they, they traveled very fast, but uh, I can tell you, I know the spot he's talking about, and I've seen it, and there's there's no way they could have gotten out of sight in the time that it took him to get out of the driver's seat, cranking the vehicle, go back to the front, and the guy walked to his car and leave. So you can believe what you want to believe, but I can tell you another story, a personal story. My brother and I, my same brother, he was on a motorcycle, and I was riding with him. It was at night, and uh, he was hot, hot wheeling and kicking it up, and, uh, and, it, and it got away from him, and we crashed, and it just tore my knee up. The uh, bike fell down, and we were going pretty fast, and uh, it just scraped my knee real bad, and uh, I had a pair of blue jeans on, and it just tore a hole right in my blue jeans. And um, we really didn't know the extent of the road rash until we got into the light. So we hopped back on the motorcycle as quickly as he got it back up again. And off we went. We got down the road and pulled into a store where there was a light. And I walked inside. And my knee looked all nasty and bloody. And it had uh, gravel in it from the road. And it was pretty bad. And it was hurting pretty bad, too. And... Um, I remember the pain was just, it was some of the worst pain I'd experienced at that point in my life. And I want to say that I was about 13, maybe, maybe 12. It's hard, it's hard to remember actually, but, but I remember being very young and, and too young to have a driver's license, but old enough to go out with my brother on his motorcycle, and, which was my first mistake. But anyway, we, uh, we got back up and got on the bike and we went home and my brother, you know, made me swear not to tell mama, but of course I limped in and she saw me limping and she's like, what's wrong? And I couldn't hold the tears back. I was hurting so bad. And uh, <clears throat> she kept running over and seen it. Of course, you know, she got on to my brother. I don't know if she told him he couldn't ride the bike anymore or not, but uh, I think that was what he was thinking. Well, anyway, we were we were staying with my grandmother, my mom's mom, and her dad, and uh, they had a little three-two ranch-style home. It wasn't anything big, but they did have an extra room for me to sleep in, and uh, it was a guest room. And uh, I remember going to bed. Mama had put some uh, 
salve on there, some kind of antibiotic cream or something, and it was all bloody and gushy and nasty. And Mama told me, she said, now don't put your leg under the covers or under the sheet uh, because it's uh, you'll get the sheets all bloody and, and uh, you'll mess up your grandma's sheets. Anyway, we were guests in her house, and so I did as I was told. I slept with my one leg out underneath the sheet and the other one under, and that didn't work, and it was just too uncomfortable and too weird feeling, and so I just took both covers off of me, but my knee was hurting so bad, and I don't remember if my mama gave me anything like aspirin or Tylenol or anything like that. I don't even know if we had Tylenol back then, but I I just remember the pain was, was just almost too much, and uh, I remember thinking to myself, this this pain's got to give, something's got to give here, because it was really, really hurting me. Well, I lay there in that bed trying to go to sleep, but the pain was too much, and uh, I don't know what time it was or when this happened or even how long it, it, it was, but I can tell you I wasn't under the influence of any drugs, and uh, I... Uh, I wasn't hallucinating from the pain, wasn't that bad, but I woke up and I looked to my right and uh, there standing next to my bed was an older black gentleman. Now, if you're old enough to remember the movie Uncle Remus uh, about Br'er Fox and Br'er Rabbit, uh, it's a story that was told by the, the movie. It was, it was slaves in the movie. And so, of course, with our woke culture, Disney has taken it off the market. But a lot of people didn't know about it. But I was a kid back then. I'd seen the movie. Well, anyway, there's a guy in there called Uncle Remus. And he's the one that tells a story to the little boy in the movie. And uh, <clears throat> this guy was standing next to my bed. And they had on a what looked like a dark brown could have been black, but I think it was dark brown, wool coat, like a, like a, uh, like a suit, and he had a, a, uh, like a wool matched his, matched his uh, jacket and his pants, he had a a vest on underneath it and a tie, and uh, he, he was black, and he had almost white hair and a beard that was almost white as well, and uh, he looked just like Uncle Remus from the movie. And uh, now, I wasn't afraid of this man for some reason. I can't tell you why, but I wasn't afraid of him. But I remember looking at him and in such pain and anguish, and he had such kind eyes. And he had his hands, he was holding his hands kind of in front of him, and he was just standing there, and he was a short man. Uh, He was uh, a large man, not not. 300 pounds or anything, but he was short and fat, and uh, he looked at me, and, and he said, how you doing, and I said, well, I'm, I'm hurting pretty bad, and um, he said, well, what'd you do, and I told him, I said, my brother, and I had a motorcycle accident, he said, oh my goodness, and I said, yeah, it hurts real bad, it's my knee, and I, I can't get comfortable, the pain's too much, and I said, I'm, I'm just so afraid I'm gonna bleed on my grandmother's sheet, you know, my mom had also put a towel underneath my, underneath the, where my knee was, to 
keep any of the blood from draining on the back and getting on the bottom sheet, you know. And uh, so I said, I can't really get comfortable and I can't move out of this position much because it just hurts to move it. And I can't really turn. I'm afraid I'm going to get blood on, on the sheets. And he said, um, well, let me take a look at it. And at first I said, no, 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 don't touch it, don't touch it. And he said, it'll be all right. In a, in a real reassuring, calming voice, he said, it'll be all right. And um, he reached over and he, both of his hands and he sort of touched my knee. And the moment he touched my knee, the pain went away. And I mean, I had no pain at all, none, zero. And I mean, as if I had not hurt my knee at all, the pain was gone. Well, I was so used to being in pain at that point that the absence of any pain in my knee was incredible. And uh, he looked at it and then he put, he sort of cradled the back of my knee with both of his hands and he lifted my leg up. And then he pulled one hand out as he held the other under my knee and he was reaching to grab the sheet and was going to pull it up over me and I said no 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 don't do that you'll get blood all over the sheet and he said it'll be all right it'll be all right and that's all he said was it'll be all right and the way he said it was just like he wasn't no more worried about the blood on that sheet than anything else and uh I uh I felt the sheet kind of over my body and it just felt so good. I, I just, I can't tell you how, I can't explain to you how wonderful it just felt just to have the sheet over me and I could go to sleep. And uh, I remember just closing my eyes for the very first time that night and feeling so relaxed and no pain and all at once, all of the, the restlessness and the sleeplessness came rushing down on me. And I remember closing my eyes and thinking, oh my gosh, this feels so good. This is so comfortable. And I opened my eyes to tell him thank you and he was gone. And I, I was so tired and so exhausted that I simply fell asleep. It was almost as if I'd been given something and I fell asleep. And I woke up the next morning, I was under the sheet, the towel was all messed up underneath me, and my first thought was, oh no, I've got blood on the sheets, and I was so terrified, I was so upset, because I just knew my mom was going to be mad at me, and my grandma wouldn't have cared, she wouldn't have cared one way or another, that's just the kind of grandma I had, she wouldn't have cared if I got blood on her sheets or not. But my mama was really worried about it. And I was like, oh no. And I snatched the sheet back. And I was like, I was expecting to see a bloody mess under there. Because my knee was wet. And still, you know, there was still some wet blood on there. And it was just, I just knew that I'd gotten it all over sheets. Well, I looked and I looked and I looked. And there was not one drop of blood on those sheets. Not one drop of blood. Not even a stain. Not, not even a dried stain. Nothing. The sheets were clean. And I was just so surprised, and immediately I, I thought about the dream. And I thought, well, maybe it wasn't a dream at all. Maybe I didn't dream it at all. Maybe it was real. It seemed so real to me. And so that was my angel experience. That was my first angel experience uh, when I was a kid. And uh, 
I didn't really give it much thought, and I never actually told anybody that story um, because I just assumed they would think I was dreaming or they would call me crazy. Or a lot of things that happened throughout my life I, I wouldn't tell people about because I felt like they would think I was crazy. And, you know, back then, it was not not a badge of honor to have a mental illness like it is today. Uh, you didn't have as many people understanding about mental illness as they do today. And so I was terrified that, you know, I would be labeled crazy like my mama. And uh, so I didn't say anything at all. Uh, in fact, I, I don't even think I told anybody but my wife years later when I got married. But my uh, other incident with the angels uh, was... It, first of all, and again, I, I don't blame you if you don't believe this. It's, it's very far-fetched. And, uh, it seems really crazy to even, to, to even say it. But uh, So I'll just tell you, and you decide whether you want to believe it or not. But I can tell you that it's absolutely true. But uh, as an adult... Um, I have realized that I have an ability to see into uh, what some people might call the, the, the other world or the, the beyond the veil. Um, I've heard it described many ways, and that's the two that seem to come to the forefront of my mind when I think about it, um, or the spirit world, or you may know another name, but... Um, I have an uncanny ability to draw the supernatural to me. Um, I can be in bed at night and uh, they'll come to me at night and they don't talk to me or say anything to me. I don't, I don't hear them, but I see them. And um, I, I told someone uh, one time I was trying to trying to uh, explain it to them the best way that I could and I said it's a lot like uh, like Grand Central Station if you've ever been there and people just milling about and you know walking about they're just you know each one's going a different way or maybe they're going together it's just like Grand Central Station but in a in my room and um, so it was, it's not unusual now for me to see people in my room however back about 15, yeah, probably, gosh, I'd say maybe even 20 years ago, I'm trying to, I'm basing on the age of my daughters, and I had young daughters at the time, so it was probably 20 years ago, um, I, my wife and I were living in a little small town up in Georgia, and uh, I was out in the middle of nowhere, you blink, you miss it when you're driving through, but we lived on a piece of property up there that my mom and dad had given to me as a gift, and I built a house on it so we could be near them, and so anyway, it was a fairly new house, so it wasn't like an old house, and I say all that because a lot of times people will say, well, maybe your house was haunted. Well, I don't think my house was haunted. I don't think the land was haunted. Uh, it was a brand new house. Uh, I had the house built, so I know, and uh, so... I remember um, one night 
waking up and there was an angel. I can only describe it as an angel or spirit or something. I call them angels. Standing next to my bed. And uh, it was a female angel, which I know that just raises all kinds of concerns with some people. um, Because there's no mention of female angels in the Bible. But I can tell you this one was very feminine. Um, It wasn't like it was sexual. It was just feminine. Its features were very soft and, and feminine looking. The face, the facial features, the bone structure, everything was very feminine. And uh, it was sort of a, I guess, kind of a, a real pale emerald, uh, almost like a smoky, I say smoky because it was ethereal, it was uh you could pass your hand through it, through the um, through the angel. Um, and I know that sounds strange, but I'm trying to describe to you what what it looked like. Anyway, this this angel was just kind of she was at the level of where my head was, and she was just looking at me. And I remember opening my eyes and looking at her, and it and she was kind of you know uh, squinting her eyes, sort of looking at me, kind of examining me, sort of like you know I was. I was interesting to look at, not like, you know, gosh, this guy's handsome and I can't take my eyes off of him, but more like, so this is what a human looks like, kind of, if that makes sense. And um, I remember opening my eyes and looking, and when I opened my eyes, she, her eyes got really big, like she was responding to me waking up, like, oh no, and she backed away and her mouth just came open, like, oh no like that she didn't say anything but it was like her mouth open like you know like gasping almost like oh you know and uh, I remember just kind of the first words out of my mind I'm out of my mouth was oh shit and then I felt badly because you know of course we think we might offend them if we say something like that and so I was like I'm sorry I'm sorry and it just sort of disappeared it just kind of dematerialized right there in front of me it didn't disappear like immediately disappear. It sort of dematerialized. That's all I can. That's the best way I can describe it. And my wife woke up and she said, "What is it? What is it?" And I said, "Another angel at my bed, you know, because I'd had them before. I'd had them standing in the corner of my room one time next to my bed on the other side, and they were just standing there. And I and I rolled over to change positions in bed. I turned over, looked, and scared me. And again, my first response was, "Oh shit!" And um, you know, I. I'm not a. I'm not gonna lie to you and say, oh my goodness. I, you know, I said, oh shit. It was. It scared me. Uh, it startled me. I should say, not scared. I wasn't afraid. It just startled me. Kind of like you know, somebody comes around the corner and you're not expecting them, and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, it's kind of like that. But uh, I've had lots of incidences where there have been people in my room. Uh, I've had dark spirits in my room before too but now they terrified me I will tell you the difference between these angels or these spirits that I saw as opposed to the ones that I saw in my youth when I was about I don't know uh, 18 19, I had to be 19 19 because it was in a, in a particular location where I know I was living and it was after the army and um uh, I got out of the army when I was 19, um, or yeah, 
19th. Anyway, um, I was scared of those because there's something in me that, that recognized that it was pretty pretty bad. It wasn't a good spirit. It was a bad spirit. So I know that sounds hokey or crazy, and some of you are probably saying, no, that doesn't. But um, anyway, I was, I was very much... Um, scared of those and I knew the difference and these I wasn't I wasn't scared of these at all I've not seen any dark scary spirits in my room since I was in my late teens I think unless I recall I was a little older but uh, for the most part what I've seen in the last 15 years maybe 12 to 15 years has always been very kind. Um, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't uh, terrified. You know, it was a, it was a different kind of feeling. So um, I don't mind these. Uh, you know, I've had some people tell me, you know, you you shouldn't communicate with, with you know, the other side. The Bible clearly states you shouldn't contact the dead. Um, I'm not contacting them, they're contacting me, and um, I I do not believe in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit, that what I'm doing is wrong, um, I don't feel a conviction of the Holy Spirit, so I can just tell you that it's not something that I'm going to stop doing, uh, unless I hear something from the Lord that says, you know, that's just not the thing to do, um, I believe that we have a spirit inside of us, a soul, a spirit, whatever, and I believe that that spirit never dies. It goes to another plane, another um, dimension, maybe. Not really sure how to explain it, but that's just my personal opinion. And uh, why is it that I am a conduit for this? I don't know. I don't have an explanation for you. I wish I did, but I don't. But I do know that um, that it is true, and it's happened because I've experienced it, and you know I know it to be true. I know that I'm not crazy. I don't do psychedelic drugs. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't have a mental illness. I don't have a brain tumor. I don't have you know uh, any kind of physical reason that uh, that would explain it away in a physical realm. So I do believe that somehow or another, I am a conduit, and that I, uh, I do, I do have some kind of ability to uh, to uh, to do this. So anyway, you take it for what it is. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure that you probably know people, or you personally have had similar situations where maybe. Uh, you saw things, and uh, maybe angels, maybe something else, I'm not really sure, but um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it, um, tune in next time, I might talk a little bit more about some of the supernatural things that's uh, gone on in my life.